Everybody, this is Jimmy Smith. On today's MMA on Sirius XM podcast, I talked to multiple promotion MMA champion Chris Cyborg about her upcoming professional boxing debut this weekend on Unlocking the Cage. And on MMA Today, Ryan McKinnell and Anthony Smith talked to UFC featherweight Damon Jackson to discuss what the win at UFC Vegas 60 meant for him after the sudden passing of his brother and who might be next in the octagon. My next guest is somebody I really like talking to. We have spent a lot of time uh, together. Chris Cyborg, how you doing? Great to have you back. I'm great. I just back to hotel. I was just training. No, Curitiba is very cold now. It's opposite to America. But you know, I feel great and very excited. All right, now, for people that don't know, um, Curitiba, of course, home of the Shootabox Academy, uh, it's just incredibly well-known in, in, in the MMA world. What is the energy like or the difference like training in Brazil, training in the heart of where you started as opposed to the United States? Does it feel different? No, it's it's like coming to our mind one novella. You know, remember the beginner, you know, when you start training, <laughs> Beginner when everywhere and then and it, the opposite too because everybody everywhere you go the people know you. Hi Chris, hi yeah. Chris, hi yeah. Chris, everywhere. So it's it's very nice, you know. I went to the shoot box academy training. I saw Master Hujimar when the, the guy gave me the opportunity for me, you know, I start training. It was amazing. It's amazing, you know, coming back and see the people. I started the beginning of my career and they come back here and then I can give some love for them too. So my first question, of course, we're talking about your first boxing fight, your first boxing match, straight boxing of your career. Um, how has the training been for this fight? Your opponent is, is Simone Silva. Um, she's a 17-year veteran. What's it like going from kickboxing, where you have great knees, you have great elbows, you shoot the box to the core, taking all that away and just throwing hands, is it, is it a relief? Is it easier? Tell me about it. You know, like she's 17 years doing boxing, I'm 17 years doing MMA. For me, it's a big challenge. You know, for sure, you cannot say me boxing, you do MMA, doing boxing is different, it's sports. You know, but I've been training for a little while because I really want off my dream doing a boxing fight. And I've been training, working, you know, I've been sparring a lot of girls from boxing, like Larissa Shields, like Raquel Miller, like Maricela Cornejo, a lot of girls uh, keeping fighting boxing, I've been doing sparring for them. So for me, of course, I have to change. Usually, I fight five rounds in five minutes. Now I'm fighting. I want to fight eight rounds in two minutes. So I put some swimming. I put a lot of back work, sparring. But it's nice because it's just boxing. You now for me, you have to do a lot of things in one day. So it's a lot, a lot of, lot, a lot of jujitsu, wrestling, my Thai, you know, and boxing. So for me, it was it's a little difficult because it's every day the same thing. But, you know, I feel very excited. I put some sprints. I put some swimming work. So it's a little really different. You know, it's a quick, it's a quick, quick work. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. I want to ask you, you talk about sprinting. You talk about having your, your, your physicality ready. Two minutes is this. Like, if you have a cold yeah. start and you're, you're just warming up and they unload and you parry, oh, man, the, the bell rings. Is there more thought about pacing or starting quickly in this fight? They have to choose size, you know, you have to feel the fight, you know, I think you have to be very smart too. But in the reality, you have to be warm to the fight because you don't have the time to warm, you know what I mean? It's like in the fight because it's very quick. It's two minutes, one minute break, but it's, you know, it's very quick. So the moment I think you feel the, be warm to the fight, you know, get ready and feel the fight, how it's going to be working. I think you have to have patience at the same time. Uh, how is it when... 
you know, there are there are technicians, there are mixed martial artists, there are martial arts, and then there are fighters. Where hey, just give me somebody, put them in front of me, and we're gonna fight. How much is being a fighter? helpful where it's like hey kickboxing boxing jujitsu competition whatever it is i'm just out there to fight is that how you feel and does that help you i think i have to put the ego on the side because you have to open your mind for learning you know there's, there's not a lot of people from mma when you're big starting and one thing you go change for another thing you know you take a risk i don't have a lot of people in the sport do this but you know for me it's a, i love my job and this fight for me is going to be one dream and it was going to be perfect because it's my city you know i feel very nice coming back so i think is a the, the work hard and be prepared you know and the respect my opponents i know she have a lot of experience and then because it's a bit dedicated and trained very hard for this fight uh i just noticed i'm speaking to chris cyborg of course you have a pele shirt on that's pele landy right yeah it's not yeah. the soccer no, place it's the fighter <laughs> no no it's the pele for the soccer Oh, man, I thought it was an old-school Pele shirt. For people who don't yeah, know, Pele is a pioneer, right? You know, Pele Lange is going to fight the same card. He's going to fight football. Yeah. Yep. The big name, too, in the, in the boxing. So, Pele is going to fight. It's going to be a great fight. I'm excited. But, you know, every fight I use on jersey. You know, remember? Yeah. I use a jersey. In this fight, we're making some – we're going to use wear the jersey the Pele. So, the football soccer, you know, he presents Brazil, the legend. So we're going to do it, but this is Pele, Pele soccer player. So what are your thoughts on your opponent? Very experienced, former world champion. What are your thoughts on her and her style and how you match up? You know, I always in my, in my career, I led my team, you know, watching my opponent, working. We've been working a lot of, lot of defense, attack, move, you know, a lot of things for be prepared for any situation the fight in the fight, happen in the fight. So when it comes to game planning and watching tape, you let somebody else do that. Do you find you get in your own head if you watch too much or think too much about your opponent? You know, I, I, I prefer to think about what I'm going to do than worry about what they're going to do. So I prefer my team, you know, I was studying my opponent, do what they good and they're not good. They like to, you know, see the odds mistake and they work on this, on top of this. So September 25th, 1 p.m. Eastern, live from Brazil on, on, on Fight Pay-Per-View. Uh, what are your thoughts about, is this the start of something? Have you thought about continuing a boxing career after this one? Have you thought about doing it more? No, for me, I like to see how it's going to be this fight, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity. And yeah, I know it's going to, I feel like going to open a lot of doors. I've already been opening a lot of doors. You know, the girls calling my name, they want to fight me. You know, but I'm going slowly. I'm going to see how it's going to feel this fight. I know I have my title, my main title to defend. But, you know, I, I love it. I love training. I love the challenge. And let's see how it's going to feel, how it's going to be this ne next fight. Well, it seems like it's the right time. Of course, I'm speaking to Chris Cyborg, one of the biggest names in the history of combat sports, especially in women's MMA. Um how do you feel about all these high-profile boxes? You talk about sparring with Clarissa Shields. I talked to Eddie Hearn a couple weeks ago about Katie Taylor. He brought your name up. He's oh man, Katie Taylor, we'd love to, to put together something with Cyborg. Obviously, Amanda Serrano, her last opponent. All these high-profile boxers around your weight class. Isn't it, is it an exciting time to be a woman in boxing? No, I feel grateful. You know, I think yeah, we did a lot of work for women's MMA. And I think it's nice all the women getting together for getting better the sport in boxing, MMA, and then the martial arts getting together. And I feel very thankful, you know, and they, they call my name. It's good for me. Keep training. Give me challenge. 
Uh, in your MMA career, which I've been following since the beginning, I remember when you started out um, with Shoot the Box, um, what part of, of your style and that training gives you the most confidence when it comes to boxing? Is it your power punching? That was always something you had over your opponents. When it came to square up, you hit extremely hard. Is, is that what gives you confidence heading into this fight? I think the first thing, uh, I have a heart. The second thing, I'm afraid to punch and getting punched. You know, if it goes to the box, I have to make sure you're not afraid to take punch. And I'm not afraid. You know, I'm not afraid to take punch. And, you know, I have a hard times in my career, hard times in my training. So this makes me comfortable and uh, feel good in my heart to go to fight boxing. Uh, I grew up uh, a boxing fan, right? I was huge in the 80s, huge in the 90s when I was a kid and when I was growing up. Um, it's just a huge part of the, the cultural landscape of my childhood. Did you grow up watching boxing? Was there anybody that you grew up that, that inspired you when it came to combat sports in the boxing world? You know, my dad, it was uh, when I was a kid, he was always watching boxing, you know, but it was very late that night here. You know, it was 2 a.m., 2 a.m. when Mike Tyson fight. But my dad, I was watching. And I was watching for him, but I always fell asleep. But I always my, I follow my dad when he like to watch the sports and any boxing fight, too. That Mike Tyson style, right? There's something about the way he would lean into every punch where you just knew everything was devastating. Didn't set up a lot of stuff. Great footwork, great head movement back in the day. Really fast combinations. Is that what you want to emulate when you get in the ring? That's right. Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to do my best. If I get him 1% close to him, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1% of that guy is absolutely amazing. So... We see this trend, and of course, I'm speaking to Chris Cyborg before her upcoming boxing match. Remember, September 25th, 1 p.m. Eastern, live from Brazil, Fight TV pay-per-view. Um, so many MMA fighters right now. Nate Diaz just did it. Uh, Anderson Silva, of course, taking on Jake Paul. A lot of MMA fighters, Eddie Alvarez leaving one and is talking about going to boxing, are going this boxing route. What do you think it is about the, the, the structure of boxing, the promotion of boxing that makes it so appealing for MMA fighters like yourself? Uh, I think the first thing you payday, you know, I think the boxing, boxing fighters getting more payments, more pay, like better salary than the MMA, woman, men's MMA, you know, I think it's the difference. Uh, I don't know. I think there's not a lot of fighters got gonna feel comfortable coming to the MMA to boxing, you know. But some guys are really good, like Anderson Silva. You know, he's a starting boxer. I think his daddy, you know, teaching him, and then his family. I think it's, it's gonna be good. Some fighters are gonna agree, you know. Some fighters are not. But I believe some fighters are gonna make more money doing boxing fights than fighting MMA. Well, I get a feeling that I know the answer to this question, but I gotta ask it. I gotta do my job and ask anyway. What do you yeah. think of Anderson Silva, also a product of Shoot the Box, when he takes on Jake Paul in his box match? His hands looked very good against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., very good against Tito Ortiz, laid him out. What are your thoughts on that fight? What do you think is gonna happen? You know, Anderson Silva's have a great boxing. He's a legend. You know, legend MMA. Now we're doing great, you know, in boxing. Jake Paul, you know, having his side too. He's young, hungry. You know, he's really, and the step up for the fighters. You know, he's the guy, if I'll say about payday, you know, this is really support all the fighters. Yeah. And he don't just talk, he's really do. So he's really training, hustle. So I don't know, it's going to be a great fight. I believe, you know, Jake can can have good hands and to take take Anders, but Anders will have a lot of experience too. He can move around and do a lot of things in the fight. I, I, I can say it's going to be a great fight. 
I want to ask you a question about the shoot-the-box days in Brazil, in Curitiba. It's almost become a metaphor for war every day, man, sparring really hard, 100% every single time. It produced you, it produced Shogun, it produced Ninja Hua, Vanderlei Silva, Anderson Silva, Pele. Coming up through that system of war every single day, what does that do for you as a fighter? What does that do for your mentality when you face challenges? You know, the, the beginner, then they, they, they really fight. They know who's they're going to fight. They say, yeah. okay, you're going to fight. They say the name, but don't have internet for you to study your opponent. So the mentally that we, that we always have in the training, in the fight, you have to add and prepare for any situation in the fight. And they know, okay, I, I don't know if it's too smart, but this is the, we are, what are we growing for? You know, we were learning. We have to prepare for any situation. Anything that happened, we have to be, we have to ready, be ready. And any the best way, what are you going to do inside the gym? You doing the fight. You cannot do any fight if you don't do anything in the gym. So if you work hard in the gym, this is going to be the easy fight. You're going to do what you're doing in the gym. So this is the mentally every day you were trained. Uh, I have to ask about your future when it comes to Bellator. You are still the Bellator champion. Obviously, you're stepping away to, to do this boxing match. What is your status with them? I know you're still very, very tight with Scott Coker. What's the status between you and Bellator? You know, uh, Bellator legally is they then have to give the offer. They are the first. Um, I really have a great relationship with Bellator. I love work with Scott Coker. I, I am the their champion. So... Um, I'm gonna do what's the best for my future, you know. But you know, I I I'm see stay with Belter. I don't know what to feel, but you know, I I know I can have the offer and another people, another another promotion too. And the Bellator is allowed to match. So I, I mean, I'm really happy. I'm just focusing in this fight, and after this fight, I'm gonna sit down and see what's gonna be the next. I talked to Francis Ngannou a couple weeks ago. And one of the things he said is, in order to me, in order for me to resign with the UFC, they have to allow me to box Tyson Fury. I'm not going to be locked into one person. I want to be able to box on the side. They're not going to do that. I'm not going to resign. I'm very curious. Would any deal moving forward with any MMA promotion include boxing or other ty- types of uh, fight sports? You know, I, I'm, I'm if, when I signed with Bellator, this is the deal. I say, when I want to box, you guys let me box. Yes, mm. I agree with uh, Francis Ngannou. Probably it's going to be great money when he's doing boxing. You know, and then I believe you have to work with somebody who wants to grow together. You will be a partner. You know, somebody want to own you, you cannot be allowed to do anything. You have to have the freedom. You know, we work together. So I, I, I think you have to feel great. And I think the life short. And then especially the, when you're athlete. Is our, our, our lifestyle is short. You have to really use the moment for make the most money you can, especially because we don't have the retirement. Fighters don't have the retirement. Yeah. You have to think about this in the future. So you have to do the best thing for you now, for your career. And I, I, be, I believe Francis Gaines is right about what he's thinking about. I'm speaking, of course, to Chris Cyborg, MMA legend. I know you got, I know you got some rest to do. I know you trained. You got rehab and everything. Before I let you go, Thoughts on a possible fight with Kayla Harrison? Would that be part of a negotiation with Bellator, or is that up to her? You know, it's all, it's always open for this fight to happen. You know, I asking she signed a deal to fight with me in Hawaii. You know, she she was not free. So let's see what's the next step. You know, I feel I feel I don't have to prove anything. I'm just getting proved, getting better. I'm ready. 
I don't think I have a fight her for changing anything in my career, but you know, I want to do the best, the biggest fight for my fans. And if this fight be the aligned, why not? You know, I'm ready, I'm training, I'm healthy, and let's go. Chris, it is always an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for giving us your time. September 25th, 1 p.m. live from Brazil on Fight TV pay-per-view. Check her out, Chris Cyborg. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. I love it. Be part of your show. Thank you. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Anthony Smith joining the show right now. You saw it on Saturday in one of the more uh, exciting, memorable, uh, important wins that I can remember in this year. Really, I can remember all time. Uh, what a story. Damon Jackson, Action Jackson, joining the show here on a Wednesday. Damon, first of all, congratulations on a great win. And then obviously, I, you've been hearing a lot of this. It's it's an unavoidable sort of reality of the situation from the entire team, from myself and Anthony. Obviously, we, we, our hearts are with you, man. We feel for what you had to go through, but also at the same time, congratulations on the win. This has just got to be a, a whirlwind of emotions for you, man. Yeah, it really is because I'm not a super emotional, like, you know, forward guy. Like, you know, I definitely keep everything to myself. And uh, so whenever it was that whole fight week, you know, as a fighter, you got to, you know, stay zoned in and focus when it comes time to, uh, perform you know it's a very dangerous sport so you got to be all focused on the fight you got to be in the cage you got to be in the moment and uh, you can't let anything creep in your head or you know you can't let you know any distractions come about so it's like that was such a you know crazy week just because you know I had no clue what happened I had you know I still don't understand why it happened and um, you know it's very frustrating and then to go through the whole week with the weight cut and that the drilling, all the practices I had with my team and just to go through all that while um, while I was that was the only thing that was on my mind. You know, whenever I, anytime I had downtime, that was the first thing that would pop up is, you know, just remembering, you know, all the different memories and going through all that stuff like you like, you know, just typical, you know, what everybody goes through when someone passes away that's close sure. to them like that. You know, it's just um you know, it was, it was definitely rough, you know, it was, it was, just, uh, you know, but it was much needed, you know, like I felt like once I heard the news, there was no turning back, you know, I wanted that fight so bad. I, I had trained so hard and I was just, you know, I wanted that fight so bad. So it was, um, you know, it was much needed to get out there and compete like that. Damon, um, <clears throat> man, I got, I, I, first of all, condolences and I, and I have a crazy amount of respect for you. Um, at the beginning of training camp, my mom passed away uh, kind of unexpectedly. And I got a lot of questions like, you know, maybe you should pull out, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you should, you know, maybe you should just focus on, on your family and, and, and let this pass and then, and then get back in there. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it because uh, I think for one, it, for me, it was, it was easy to, it was easier, I guess, to block it out a little bit, being focused on something and having that goal and destination. And, yep. you know, you're trying to move your own career forward and you think that that's what they would want did you have anybody that was like in your ear and saying like hey maybe we shouldn't do this maybe we should back out a little bit 
No, I think I think everybody knows that I'm pretty level headed. Like I don't I don't make a lot of dumb decisions. So like everything that I do, I you know I calculate it. I make sure that it's a good move. Um, you know, it's a very selfish sport, but I do have, uh, um, you know, I have four daughters and I have a big family and I have a lot to think about as far you as have like four daughters. I have four girls. Yeah. Four, so, four girls. so do I. I was going to say, yeah. you got that in common. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like when I go in to think about this stuff, like all my decisions are pretty calculated. I don't, I don't get to like slip up a whole lot. So for me to take this fight and to, to think that I couldn't handle it. Um, you know, I would have told myself not to do it if I didn't think I could handle it. And, um, you know, I just felt like in the moment it was like, it just meant a lot to me to, um, to be able to like, you know, go into action right when all my family's hurt, right when everybody's, you know, just feeling all this pain. And it came out of nowhere. Like we're, we were just talking to him on Wednesday and Thursday. And then, um, you know, it just, it came out of nowhere for everyone. So, having that distraction with my whole family was something that we'll share forever because if it's something that um, they've always looked up to me whenever I do have a fight, you know, I have so much support for my family, for my cousins, uncles, aunts, you know, brother, sister, you know, like, like everybody is so close knit in my family. And so to have, um, to have them cheering for me instead of, you know, sitting around crying all day for, you know, nonstop for, you know, weeks at a time, it was nice to kind of distract everyone. And I knew that once I, once I made the decision to take the fight, I knew that it, how important it was to not make it a, a three rounds of slugfest. You know, I didn't want to go in there and be all bloody. I really wanted to go in there and get a quick submission. I never imagined that it would be like a, you know, one kick and then some ground and pound um, like, like it was, but it that was so needed, you know, like it, it's like, it was so needed for everyone, for myself and for my family, just to like not see me go through any, you know, pain of struggles, like nothing. It was just so clean. Um, you know, just, it made, it made me feel so much better about the decision after the fight was over, after, you know, going through all that. And then as soon as the fight was over, man, it just hit me hard. Cause I looked up and saw, um, you know, I saw my mom up there and, you know, she's been there for me uh, with all my fights and all my wrestling all my brothers and sisters, like they're been there for all their stuff and to see her up there, uh, support me whenever she was going through so much pain. Cause you know, I do have four girls and I couldn't imagine losing one, you know, even 30 years from now, I couldn't imagine that. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's there's a lot of hurt. So it was, uh, much needed to get in there and, you know, mix it up. And it was just a good outcome, great outcome. Other than the the result of the fight, you you know wanting the quick submission, um, you you come off to me like a guy that's not too concerned with what your opponents are going to do. But did that news maybe change, maybe like your mindset going into the fight? Like it wasn't, it, I guess to personalize it for me, I'm usually kind of like that too. I don't really give a shit what anyone else is going to do. But I felt like the entire training camp it was kind of just me versus me, and it was just mm-hmm. getting through it and and wasn't too concerned with what my opponent was going to do. Did, did you have a little bit of that shift or is that kind of just how you always are? That's how, that's pretty much how I always am. Cause it's like, my style is very dominant wrestling, uh, grappling kind of style. And if someone's going to punch me, I'm going to take them down. And if they're going to try to take me down, I'm going to defend it and I'm going to reverse the position and, and get my own takedown out of it or get my own submission out of it. So for me, it was, um, you know, I guess the only thing that changed was the fact that I did not want to put myself in a position to take a lot of damage in front of my mom. 
And, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that it was a safe fight and it was a, a very smart, you know, and thoughtful, you know, with, with every sense of, you know, we're out there fighting each other, but I don't want to be sitting there taking any damage this fight. I want to go out there and um, put this kid on the ground or put him on the cage and then, um, you know, lock up a submission as soon as possible. And that was really the only game plan change was the positioning stuff and then the movement before the fight, which is perfect because we, me and my coach were, like coach me and coach say if we've been together for over 20 fights now and i've been with him for over 10 years now and we were just going over in the back going from south paul to orthodox with level changes and feints so i was doing real heavy feints um not heavy lead foot but heavy like with my movement and um every time i was doing that i realized that every time i would switch and come back and hit a level change his elbows, he would drop down like to wrestle and his elbows would go up. They would go apart every single time. So, and I saw him trying to hit that check hook. He, every time that I would level change, he would like act like he was going to throw a hook. And so he would kind of open, open up that center line. And whenever I hit the level change, the last one that I hit, I hit it real hard, like a little bit faster. And I came up and he was hitting that check hook and I threw that front kick, just, you know, timed it perfect. And, and I really was aiming for his chin. I know people were kind of saying that I got lucky or saying whatever. I'm like, we like, we, if you could go back and video the room, like what we were just going to, like, I mean, it was like I, the exact same thing we just went over the movement before the level changes, the feints, and that throwing that front kick up the center. Or if he was going to wrestle a lot, I was going to throw the, throw the knee. So, um, uh, you know, it just, it worked out great, man. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out perfect. Yeah. Um, man, I got a lot of admiration for you because you were, you know, I guess in my mind, I expected, all right, he got through it. He battled through a lot of adversity mentally. He's going to fight and he's going to take some time. But then when you came on we were still on break right <laughs> away, you said you, like, you just got done at the gym, you know, like here we are, yeah. it's Wednesday after a Saturday yeah. fight and you're, you're back at the gym. Uh, even when I don't have anything going on, you're not going to see me at the gym a Wednesday after a fight on Saturday. Um, nah, and you said I, you uh, want a quick turnaround. So talk about yeah. that. Is there anyone you... Like, yeah. you know, I guess, obviously you talked about who you want to fight, but so you want to, you want to go quick, November, December. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, like sitting back thinking is like the most dangerous thing for anyone. So it's like, you know, you can, you hundred percent, you can sit back and be, you know, calculated and kind of go through whatever. But for me, I just kind of been taking, you know, with the UFC, like just, I'm so grateful to be back there. Cause I was there a long time ago and I'm just so grateful to be back that I'm I'm kind of taking whatever they want to give me so like if they want to give me a top 10 matchup they want to give me a top 15 matchup or if they want to keep me outside the top 15 and give me someone else like um whoever they want to put me against that's the thing is that like I'm so open to it I do have some names in mind and I just like um you know I I didn't want to be like an, an ass and start calling people out and start saying like I deserve this fight or I deserve whatever. Like, I just want to stay active because me, me being in the gym daily um, makes it, it only makes sense whenever I'm missing my girls. Like if I miss their practice or if I miss a game or if I'm late to a game, it only makes sense to me um, when I have a fight, like when I don't have a fight and I'm training for no reason. And I'm like, it's not for no reason because you're still getting better, but it's like when I'm training for a purpose, like for a date or if I'm training for an, an opponent, and I'm doing a certain skill level for an opponent. If I'm training for something like that, it makes sense for me to have a fight. So for me to constantly keep asking for fights has been, um, you know, it's been great because it's paid off for me because, 
you know, every time I have a quick turnaround, it's just like, I'm, I'm healthy. Why wouldn't I fight? Cause like, I don't want to wait around. I want to get to that title as quick as I can. And I want to do it in a way that it looks like I earned it. You know, I'm, I'm on a four fight win streak. I just took out they're They're making a big deal about Pat Sabatini because he's such a great fighter and he's so tough. And I went out there and smashed him. And like, you know, like I deserve some credit and I deserve a big matchup. You know, I want to, I want to be in the top 15 because I want to work my way to the title. And I, I can't keep doing that, fighting these guys that are in the 20s and 30s in the rankings. And, you know, they're all tough fighters for sure. But, um, you know, I need to be tested. I want to be tested. And um, I would love to fight. You know, you got um, like Dan Inge. He's on a three-fight losing streak, but he's tough as hell. And I know that he's tough, and I know that would be a hard fight. I would love to have that fight. You know, um, the you know you got Julian Rosa. He just fought the week before me. So, like, I would love to fight Julian Rosa, Dan Inge. Um, you got Alex Canceres. Like, you know, there's guys there. I'm not asking for, you know, the number four spot or the number five spot. Like, I'll work my way up there. I'll do that all day. But um, I need to be tested, and I want to be tested. I want to fight – um, you know, these Danny Gays and Julian Rosa, like, I want to fight these guys. I want to do it, you know, and I want to do it this year. I don't want to wait till next year. I want to, you know, take a little time as far as like sparring. I'll take some time off sparring, but I'm back in the gym. Um, I was back in the gym on Tuesday. So, um, you know, I had my brother's funeral on Monday. I took the day off completely. Didn't do anything. Um, then, so I had Sunday and Monday off and that was great. I recovered great. Um, came back in the gym Tuesday and feel, feel awesome. Well, you should feel awesome. We're here with Damon Jackson, five and one in the UFC. You're talking about, you know, what you've <clears> earned <throat> or what you deserve. I mean, five and one is five and one and four fight win streak is a four fight win streak. It almost feels like talking to you. And I don't know you, this is my first time talking to you, but it feels like you're, you're kind of, I, I don't know where you were at beforehand. And I don't know what you felt like coming from the LFA into the UFC, but again, four fight win streak. Your first fight was Beckdick. Like you've you've had no easy pathway to this, and you keep delivering. I, I have you had conversations with Dana White in the UFC? Do, do do you know how they feel about your trajectory? Do you have an idea of what the next couple of months look like in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I'm getting some. I'm definitely you know communicating with them and talking Good. with as far as like you know like where like what like what are they want out of their fighters? Like, do yeah. you want someone that's going to sit on the shelf and they get in the top fifteen? That's not me. And so I told him that. I'm like, listen, if I'm in the top 15, I want to fight this guy, this guy, this guy. And I want to do it in, like, you know, quickest way. Like, I would say, like, in the next two years, I could be fighting for a title. And that's very realistic. So if I go through, you know, one or two more of these guys in top 10 or top 15, like, um, you know, any given night, anyone can win. And, yeah. and I've shown I've shown the finish potential. Like, I finish fights. You know, I'm, um, I think I'm, I'm 22 and 4. I have 20 finishes or I have a 19 finishes, you know, like, like, like who else, who else has that? You know, <laughs> not like, many. Who, yeah. Not not many. Got, yeah. Who else is on a four or five win streak in the featherweight division? Like, I don't know. I don't keep up with everyone's stuff, but I'm begging for fights and it's, you know, I'm just like taking any, like, I, I don't say a name. I don't, I don't call people out. And I try not to, I try not to do anything on Twitter, like crazy. When I don't have a fight, I start talking a little bit of crap on Twitter. So I would like I would like to book a fight so I don't make an ass of myself. But I would love it. hey like if uh, if if Dan Inge or if uh, Julian Rosa, if you guys are watching this, you know, like I have nothing but respect for you guys. Would love to fight either one of you guys. 
um, you know, I would love to get in that top 15 mix and, you know, put myself out there for one more fight this year. And I want yeah. it to be with fans. Like, I don't care if it's at the apex, you know, it's great. It's fun fighting there. It's cool. Yeah. But like, I want to hear people, you know, either booing or cheering or screaming or whatever, just the energy. Like I want to be around people again uh, for my fights, which is really weird. Cause that's not my personality. Like I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a big people person, so yeah. like, uh, I stick in a small circle. I got a small circle with my crew. Yeah, my girls, I appreciate and, that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like I would love to be around that energy because it's like I got to go watch Macy's fight in Vegas, and it was just like crazy hearing like the screaming and the booing and the – The, the uh, rumble. People, the rumble people, from yeah, the floor. It's, just, yeah, like, yeah. It's, like white, it's like white noise, kind of like, you know, you're yeah. going to sleep at night. You want to hear something. <laughs> you know, it's just – I miss it, man. I like that. Yeah, no. I, I would Chris love – yeah, Chris Barnett was on the show and he was talking about the fingers. Like he was like, I yeah. miss the fingers. Like they extend into the aisle way. And it's like you said, it's white noise. It's just like, it's weird. Yeah. The things the fighters remember white noise fingers, but it, it all adds up. It's all a part of the, the pomp and circumstance, the feeling of being a fighter, being a UFC fighter. It's a very yeah. specific feeling, which I can't you know appreciate. Anthony certainly can. So uh, what about late replacements? Would you, would you be open to doing that? Oh, if the opportunity right. was right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was, so Bryce Mitchell's matched up with um, the Russian kid. I can't remember his name. He's so tough. They're both tough, tough yeah. grapplers. Both of them are, which is going to be an awesome matchup, I think. And, you know, if that fight's in um, maybe the end of November or the mid November, like I'm, I'm game. Do it. I'll do it 100%. And then um, Edson Barbosa and Ilya Taporia are matched up. And, you know, I had my run in with Ilya. He yeah. And yep. I just, you know, I wasn't quite prepared for that style of fight whenever we fought. You know, I wish I could go back to that for sure. But if one of those guys, you know, get hurt, it's just like there's probably about in the top 15, there's like six different fighters that are already kind of booked up. And then the top four, I can't really touch any of those guys yet. Sure, um, sure, sure. Unless they're matched up and they need me. But, I, you know, they like I, I fought uh, Mustafa Bektik on a three day notice. Anyone? I found out about that. And a reminder, yeah, anyone, 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 it was yeah. your UFC debut, which is crazy. Yeah, I fought him. I got the news on Tuesday that I might be the replacement that they pick. That's and um, I was just begging. I was like, please give me a chance. Please give me a chance. And Doesn't then COVID that... happened. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, yeah. you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Doesn't that, uh, that adds armor, I would imagine. I mean, everything you went through. I mean, obviously <laughs> oh, the last week, I can't even imagine. But then, yeah, yeah. UFC de debut on a couple of days notice. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to say like no one's indestructible, but you've you've got to feel very confident in who you are as a human being, Damon Jackson. No, it's definitely built a, it's built me into a different person. Like sometimes it's built me into like a, you know, not a good person. And then sometimes it's made me like the best of the best. And it's like, that's the thing with fighting is that it's the, the extreme highs and the extreme lows. And it's for me, um, it's definitely molded the way that I think about competition. So now that I coach wrestling and I'm working with my girls on their sports and doing everything with them, um, it's taught me so much to like teach other kids and to help these other kids out whenever they're down because they lost the tournament or they lost the match that they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Um, you know, you can always work your way back and it's just, um, Oh my gosh, my dad is calling me. I'm trying. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> Damon, awesome. I, he was on the zoom, obviously Anthony, when he yeah. went to answer the call from his dad, we yeah. lost him, but isn't that kind of like the perfect way to end that interview? Like yeah. this dude has so much going on. He, and I'm not laughing. He just lost his brother. Right. But mm -hmm. he's got his father calling him for context. He's doing all of this and he's still jumping on a radio show to talk to us. Right. What a human being. I, I, I am, I, I'm, I'm sorry. We four daughters. Go. 
And I know, and I'm sorry we didn't get to send them off properly, but that's kind of great. Our thanks to Damon Jackson. MMA on Sirius XM is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlocking the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. Sirius XM Podcasts.